Greetings and welcome to Union Street Hoops, a podcast dedicated to Valparaiso basketball and the Missouri Valley Conference. I'm your host, Paul Oren, at NWI Oren on Twitter, and you can catch Union Street Hoops on iTunes, SoundCloud, and of course, always at NWI.com. Always one of my favorite podcasts of the year. We welcome in the voice of the Crusaders, Todd Eichow. Todd, how are you doing? Paul, always one of my favorite days as well. <laughs> I'm ready for the heat. I've taken a lot of heat the last few years. Yeah, we've I'm being too positive. I have some comments on that. We'll save that for. Okay, later. so so the, we always have some fun here where we try to do. We, we you and I enjoy the uh, the numbers of sports, and we try to set some over under lines. And when we say we we try to. I'm the one setting them. I don't tell you about them, and then I throw them at you. And uh, I got to tell you, I think this is the fourth year that I've set over underlines, and this is by far the hardest. Okay. I have no idea what to expect from this team. I have no idea what to expect from the roles of the players on this team. I just don't know. And so I... I have a, I'm armed with a little bit of knowledge. I've you know I I saw luckily there was a handful of games in Canada. You saw the the Cedarville game, which I didn't attend. You didn't attend. No, I was in San Diego at the time. I was with my family in Milwaukee. Okay. We're doing a really good job of being reporters of yeah. this team. Now, in all fairness, I was in San Diego because I was working for the university at that time with the football games. So That's fair. I have I would to- like to have been. I mean, it was nice to have been San Diego, but I would like to have been at that game, obviously. I, I did follow it while watching the football game, to be well, honest you with are, you. I, I had it up, and anyway. Uh, Valpo played in a secret scrimmage, of which results have not yet been made available. Uh, we heard rumors. We heard rumors of yeah, what happened. We can't even talk about what happened, no. uh, but uh, we've heard rumors, so we're armed with, with some pieces of information. I know, I know Javon played. And I'm happy about that because uh, I was at practice one day last week. It looked like he turned his ankle a little bit. I was was obviously considerably worried. But the fact that he played a few days later lets me know that it was nothing, and that's that's good news. So we're going to go through this. uh, I've got got 20 over-unders that we've looked at, and then a tiebreaker question, which I'm really kind of excited about the tiebreaker question. Okay, good. Uh, We're going to go numerical order in the players. So we're going to start with Javon. And I'm just—you've not heard any of these numbers. No, I'm really looking forward. I'm to this. G- I'm going to throw these out there. Okay. And uh, and here we go. So uh, starting with Javon Freeman, Liberty, it was easy to think like, okay, points per game would be the easy one to look at because we expect he's going to have a lot of points. What do you he's, think he's going to average this year, Paul? That's see, this isn't the number. This I is know, not but the what number do, we're what going do you with. Think? Now that you brought up that points per game would be easy, I'm curious what you think he he would average. What will he average? I if I was this isn't the over under number for Javon, but I would set sixteen and a half as the over under okay. number for Javon Freeman Liberty. Okay, I would I'd he, probably take the over. But yeah, okay, and I would yeah. I would definitely take the over. Yeah. But he averaged eleven last right, year, right? And you know it's hard to average sixteen, it seventeen is. points a game. Yeah. He's dropping twenty routinely in all of these games that he's been playing. Right. Um, but that's not the number we're going with okay. with Javon Freeman Liberty. I've got a big number to throw out for you, okay. and. The over/under for Javon Freeman Liberty going into the 2019-20 season is 63 and a half steals for the year. Good, I like that. 60 is what he had last year, and Lubos Barton holds the single-season record at Valpo at 63. Okay. So I'm setting the line 63 and a half steals this season for Javon Freeman yeah. Liberty. Yeah. Okay. I'm without question going over. Without question. Yeah, I don't think. Th- yeah, I feel really confident in that. Um, 
They're going to play more of a high-tempo-type style. We're going to see more pressure and trapping. Uh, he played 31 minutes a game last year. I'm expecting him to play maybe 34 to 35 minutes a game. Um, I'm going – I'm. I already had in mind, no matter what you set for Javon Freeman, I was going to say over. So, so here's but but I I would you know that's a fair number, but I'm just very high on what, what what's going to happen with him this year. So here here's I originally before I'd looked at anything, I set it at seventy two and a half. Wow, that would be high. That, that now would, that I, that so, that I probably would have had to go with under. Okay. So so I I thought seventy two and a half because I thought oh he had sixty as a freshman he'll probably take a big jump up, and then I looked at what Lubos had for this for the single season record it was sixty three and I thought okay let's just you know we're basically asking is Javon yeah. Freeman Liberty going to set the single season record for steals, uh, so I'm also going to go over. But that secondary number of seventy two and a half, yeah. I think would be that would be a, a dream yeah. to get. I think sixty three and a half is a fair number. And remember, here's somebody who was healthy all season. Yeah. And we know in, in recent Valpo years, the most important player somehow misses a lot of games. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen, obviously. This, this is year. a wooden desk and, if you want to knock on it. Well, I, I was just gonna say I've sort of been picked on with my overwhelming positive pronostications on the over-unders for, for the last, and just in general for wins for the last number of years. But I think you talk about this is the fourth year doing it. You look back three years ago, you know, Alec Peters lost at the end of the year, derailed the season. I thought Joe Burton was the most important Valpo player two years ago, lost in late December, the remainder of the year. And then, of course, the numerous injuries, the constant injuries last year, starting with Jay Soroy and Ryan Fazekas and Marcus Golder. I don't think uh, Bakari Evelyn was healthy. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying what happened. Um, those teams were not equipped to have key players. Most teams aren't. Lost for a severe amount of time. I didn't remember Jabril Adekoya missed the entire yeah, season, yeah. basically. Um, and... I'm hoping that we can get through a season where this doesn't happen. I think this team is at least a little more equipped to get through a season with one or two injuries, as long as it's not Javon, honestly. Yeah. And still be a very productive basketball team. I think those other teams were not as equipped, at least the last two years, were not as equipped to get through it if you had one or two key injuries. Fazekas was so important because he opened up the offense. And Joe Burton was the same type of thing. When you don't have a lot of guys who can create, when you lose the guy who spaces the floor because he's a dead-eye three-point shooter, and Fazekas shot 43% last year from three and was – on fire at the point where he got injured and never really came back healthy or anything, yeah. no matter what anybody says, that changed the whole outcome of the team. And what were they at one point five and one in the league? They were doing pretty year? well. Yeah, they were okay. off to a good start. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the to the next. This is the first freshman, and God, picking these freshman numbers was was tough because okay. a never seen these really guys play. B, I don't, I just don't know the roles at this point, right? Like and. You can't even glean a lot from looking at a couple exhibition games. Uh, here comes Siggy Lorang, Sigur, okay. Sigurd, but I guess right. we're going with Siggy. Right. Um, I have been told that he is a amazing three-point shooter. He is an amazing three-point shooter. I've seen it in practice. It's been told he's amazing. one of the best shooters, A, on the team, and B, to come through as a freshman in a long time. I would agree. Playing time becomes the question. You imagine... 
if healthy, he'll play and he'll be the backup to Daniel Sackey. You know, I don't know what they're going to do. This is really going to be interesting. Um, you say you think he will, but honestly, I think there's going to be a lot of minutes where Javon is playing the one That's when Sackey's on the bench. Um, I think Javon's going to play the one actually quite a bit, even at times when Sackey's in the game. I think they're going to Javon's going to handle the ball as much as possible. Um, so we'll see. Um, he is, you think, a valuable asset because maybe late in the game, a guy you can put in and make free throws. How much playing time he'll get during the course of the game, it's going to be, that's a definite question mark. And it'll, it'll depend on how the year goes on, I think. So I think this is maybe too big of a number thinking about that. Okay. He's a three-point shooter. Right. I set it at 27 and a half three-pointers on the season, yeah. which is a little less than one a game. Right. Is 27 and a half too high of a number? Well, I'm going to go under, so I'm going to say yes. And I think only because of playing time. If he, if you told me he would play 15 minutes a game, no question it would be over. Because he, he has the ability to get off shots. A lot of smaller players, it's hard to get off shots. He is very savvy. He played, uh, even though as an amateur, he played in a quote-unquote professional league in Europe where he was playing against some guys who were 30 years old and been accomplished college players. And I think that helped him learn the game more. He was playing against established people who had played for a long time. And he's just very, very uh, heady. He understands how to get open, how to get shots, how to create shots. Uh, he can get the shots off quickly. He's a great shooter. I'm only would say under 27 and a half because I don't know if he will be a regular rotation player. And if he's not, it's tough to get 27, 28 three-pointers three, three down. I feel like each year there's a guy that is a freshman who – way overshoots the expectations, yeah. right? We saw this with Tommy Kurth. We saw this with Lexus Williams. I think as a transfer, we saw this with Marcus Golder. These guys who came in and just delivered far above the any kind right. of expectation right. that they had. I don't know who that guy would be in this team. Right. I think I'm going to go with Siggy, which is why I set it at 27 yeah. and a half. And uh, I'm going to also okay, take the under, but I... I do, oh, no, you're, all I, that said, all and that now you're said. taking the. Did I influence you? No, 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 okay. no. I think it's too high of a number, but I think that there's a possibility that it could be right. I think a couple things need to go in his favor. Well, if there is an injury in the backcourt and he becomes a regular rotational player and gets 15 minutes a game, no doubt it will go over. But we're not thinking about injuries this year. We've had enough of them <laughs> last year. All right, Zion Morgan. Uh, okay. Speaking of injuries, a guy that had once verbally committed to Valpo, decommitted late in the process, went to UNLV, transferred, went to Wabash Valley, tore his ACL. I don't remember if he tore it at UNLV or at Wabash, but nonetheless, he's here. Another guy that you just kind of wonder what his role is going to be on this right. team uh, and really kind of wonder what his skill sets are, right? Yeah. I think he kind of feels like a energy booster off the bench that could fill a lot of different roles maybe one through three um not really knowing where to go with this i i took the daniel Sackey route from last year and i've got the over under at 16 and a half games with more assists than turnovers wow interesting um 16 and a half games with more assists than turnovers there's going to be a lot of games where he has like one assist and one turnover. That's what I'm saying. So that I, would count as not I, an over, right? So, so I, I really I wanted to kind of and maybe maybe it's easier just to say will Zion finish the year with more assists than turnovers? 
And maybe 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 it's easier to maybe you're not really saying an over under at that point. It's yeah. just a yes or no at that point. But that's but, not that's not what you're going with. Yeah, though, I'm trying right? to do an over under here. So I figured well, you 16, know, over sixteen and a half games. Yeah. I mean you can say it that way. If you say it that way, that's a little bit different than more assists than turnovers. I think he'll definitely have more assists than turnovers. But there will be so many games where he has the same amount. Yeah, and those, those, yeah, will, those, those cancel those each other not, out. I'll have to go under. Okay. But it's close. Okay. And I think Zion Morgan, he is uh, kind of a hard-nosed kid. I, I like the way he plays. He you know, he gets after it. Uh, he really can defend. Um, what he does offensively is maybe get people involved more than being the, the finisher. Um, but he can defend, rebound, tough, loose ball, scrappy. Kind of hard nosed, good athlete. He'll, he just, he'll do a to, lot of positive things. Does he compare to anybody? Wow. To anybody that has played through wow. this program in the last 10 years or so? Um, That's a t- he, I tell you what, he, he brings to the table a little bit of Jake Diebler. Um, now, the difference is Jake almost never turned the ball over, and Zion will turn the ball over. But that hard nosed toughness, loose ball, get in your face, really defend on the ball. Um, he has, you know, you'll see him scrap for a lot of balls, which was Jake was great at. He had a great understanding of um, that mental toughness. That's what Zion brings to the table. Um, you know, I don't, and this is why I'm going under with the turnovers, is he's he's going to turn the ball over some. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to constantly turn the ball over, but he's going to turn the ball over some. That would be the one difference with Jake, who almost never turned the ball over. Um, but Zion will take more chances maybe than Jake, and it. That's one reason why he didn't. But from a defensive intensity standpoint and a toughness and grabbing loose balls and rebounds and things like that, and from a size standpoint, I'd maybe compare him most to Jake Diebler. Okay, that's good. Let's move on to the uh, the ostensibly the starting point guard, although okay. he may have a, a different role. You know, it really kind of depends. Daniel Sackey okay. played so well in Canada. I mean, yeah, just looked like he's taken a huge step. He is the leader of this team. Uh, emotionally, emotionally, yeah, emotionally. Great, great. emotional leader of this him, team. him and Malik are like yes. two emotional leaders. So, uh, and so attitude wise, you love the attitude of those two kids. Saki has kind of become the the guy on campus in terms of uh, just being the figurehead of, uh, of of getting people involved. Friday night they had uh, a, a student only midnight madness event that was held from nine at nine o'clock, so not quite midnight. I think Daniel was the MC. I think, yeah. from what I understand, he's just got this charismatic, great right. personality, and we knew that coming in, and that was one reason why the coaching staff liked him so much. Was um, you'd never have to worry about attitude, you'd never have to worry about um, what he was off the court or yeah. anything. You know, there's certain intangibles that some guys have that you want in your program. John Kaiser is that type of guy. You want people like that in your program. Um, Even if they're only going to help you win a few games a year, they make your team as a whole better. And Saki is uh, a distributor as well. Now, last year, he didn't. I mean, he he had Bakari in front of him. He had Dion in front of him. Dion averaged over five assists a game, I think, last year. It felt like... Um, uh, Daniel averaged 1.8 assists per game last year. That number is going to go up. How up it goes. Okay, good. I set it at 3.2 assists per game. Okay, that's a very fair number. Good number, Paul. Wow. 3.2 assists per game. We're looking at just about 100 assists for the year, maybe a little bit under. 
if uh, but again, you you say it's that close. Freeman Liberty is going gonna to do handle I think the ball. Javon's going to lead the team in assists. Okay. I think Javon will lead the team in every single category. How about that? Okay. Okay. Fair. Um, Fair. Uh, so maybe, maybe not. Maybe not rebounding, but yeah, it's a possibility. Okay. Yes. Uh, but so, he'll lead the team in, in pretty much every category. So three point um, two assists per game. For I'll, go on, I'll go under. But okay. Yeah, close. But I, I think it'll be close. I think he'll score a lot more than. We, if you watched last year and say, how is Daniel Sackey going to score? I think this year he's finding ways to score. Um, he'll obviously shoot the ball better. Three-point baskets for Sackey would have been an interesting yeah, one. Yeah, we've got that for a yeah, couple, a couple other, other guys. Okay, I understand that. I'm going to go with under 3.2 assists a game, but I think it'll be close. What? That was a very tough one. That so, was a very good number. So like 2.9 you'd yeah, probably I mean, go just, over? Yeah, it'll be somewhere around three assists a game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go over because okay. uh, I just I think he's gonna take a big step up. And this and, year. and the team's gonna play more up tempo. There's gonna be more baskets. There's gonna be more baskets in transition. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes over, but I think it'll be close. I think you'll see a lot of guys. I think Javon will be around four assists, three and a half assists a game. I think um, Robinson will be around three assists a game. Um, I think Zion Morgan might be. A, Two assists a game. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't uh, let's see how it goes. But you're going to see a lot of guys between two and three assists a game. And I think that's why it was so hard to establish some of these lines because there there seems to be a lot of jack of all trades right, types right. here. Sure. Uh, moving on to, I think the guy that that you and I are probably as excited to see this year is Donovan Clay. Okay, great. The freshman. This is going to be a good one. Newcomer. I. I think he's I, a player. Yeah, he's a he, he is a big time recruit for us, no doubt about it. I I I've really struggled with this because I don't know. Again, minutes? I, no, I don't have minutes. I've, I've no, I meant like, is are you worried yeah, about how I, many minutes? Yeah, I don't know how many determined. minutes he's going to get. Right. I actually I've with with the the prodding of uh, of some people close to the program a couple okay. of years ago, I took minutes per game out as a category okay. just because you know Good. it's. Uh, I set it at 3.8 rebounds per game. Okay. I have no doubt the, the answer to this one. It's going to be over. Okay. I think, and when I said, you know when I went back and I said, well, I don't know if Javon will lead us in rebounding, immediately the pop in my head was, I think Donovan Clay will lead this team in rebounding as really? a non-starter. Wow. Um, wow. He's, he's the best rebounder on the team. Now, will he get enough minutes to average over 3.8 rebounds a game? There's no doubt about it. His strength, his athleticism, he's got a great knows for how to rebound as well um with his size his athleticism um i'm def so, definitely going over 3.8 rebounds for okay Clay. so because we haven't released these out into the world yet is there a fairer number that would you know if you're if you're making the book in vegas yeah let's leave 3.8 so i can go over yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> i know you're looking for the edge i mean i i, I think he'll probably average about five rebounds a game. okay okay yeah. So but I, I don't want to influence everybody else. Maybe I'm crazy. Remember, I'm always too positive. <laughs> Let's not forget the fact that I'm always too positive. So don't listen to what I'm saying. You know. So we're gonna leave it at three point eight. Thank and, you. Uh, and and I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over. Yeah, because I influenced. Uh, yeah. You. No. Well, I again. I think some of these numbers are if they get playing time. But there's only two hundred minutes in a basketball game. I know. I, I wrote it all out. I didn't bring it with me, but I did. Write it all out. I sent it to Matt Loddick. These are the minutes you got to play. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> if anyone, he called me immediately and said, "All right, let's go over this now." <laughs> uh, Aaron Gordon, 
Okay. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Um, God, I just did a podcast with Aaron last week. It's he's got such a great outlook. I I love. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it yet, but uh, this the the moment when I asked him about uh, you were picked to finish ninth. Does that bother you? And he said, I didn't see anyone that voted coming to our practices and watching us. He's got such yeah. a great outlook. I just really, really like Aaron Well, he Gordon would be wrong. There was somebody who went to practice you and You were there. You yes, were there. Okay. Yes. Okay. And uh, I didn't vote Valpo ninth. Okay? Okay. Okay. Maybe because I'd been at practice. <laughs> uh, God, I just... This was hard. I, I think... I've already... I'm, I'm regretting the number that I put okay. down here. I put seven and a half points a game because okay. I think he's going to score that's, off the that, That's a great number. Okay. Why, wh- which way are you regretting it? I think it might be a little high. I think oh, okay. I, because he's, people who watched him play uh, said, boy, look at his knee. He doesn't look like he's he's wearing that knee brace. And um, He said on the podcast he's what dealing did he with say? a knee injury. He just yeah. said, I'm dealing with a knee. That was all he said. Yeah. I didn't press him on it. Mm. Um, but all if right. he gets – you know, it's right. another guy. I mean, I imagine he's going to be – in that fir- in, in yeah. that like fourteen and a half minute left in the half yeah. substitution well, he, that they do, he's going to play the first guy in. and he can score seven and a half is, is a really fair number. I think I, I originally thought he would average more than that. Um, I don't know. That's that's a very very good number. I think he'll be close there because he can score. He can make shots. He can shoot the ball. Um, but he he he, he doesn't look a hundred percent out there. So now you're wondering like. All right, if he's not 100%, as deep as this team is with other guys playing, you know, similar role, um, uh, I'm going to go slightly under again. Um, seems like these are good numbers here, Paul. Um, but I'll, I, I think he'll be right around seven points a game. If you had asked me, I'd say he'll, seven points a game. So it's seven and a half. I'm going to go under. I, I'm also going to go under. I actually, So I think Aaron Gordon has got an opportunity to be a guy that – Valpo's in a lull. They need a boost. They put him in. He scores two or three quick baskets. He can. And, he and, can do that. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Here's a guy that I don't think is going to crack the rotation because he's young. He's been playing basketball for just a couple of years. Okay. I think Valpo's going to shift the way that they play a little bit. This is Emil. How do you say his last name? I, I don't Phrase know. Villian, I think. I, I've actually Brandon Vickery recorded him saying okay. his name. Okay, and you couldn't. And talk. we still couldn't figure it okay. out. I think it's Phrase Villian. Okay. Uh, I do, I, I don't know what he's going to play. We've taken minutes out of the equation. I set it at ten and a half blocks for the entire season. Okay. Then I looked back through every box score that I've seen from this team, and I don't think he's blocked a shot once. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, but he's a big. He's the. I'm biggest. glad you told me that. I'm going to go under then. <laughs> he's he's the biggest guy on the team. Uh, you'd figure if you know they're going to put him in, and uh, you know, well, there's going to be games where you know against he's going to have lesser to go opponents up. as well. When when you've got a nice lead, hopefully, and he comes in, and, and maybe he'll block a few shots. Um, but I'll go under. Yeah, I think under too because I just don't think the playing time is there. Okay. Um, I, I but I, I you know I just don't know what to expect from him. I haven't seen him play like at all. Um, I I would figure because he's the tallest guy on the team, uh, or at least one of the tallest guys on the team, that he's going to have an opportunity to do some things here. But uh, you know, ten and a half blocks. It it felt it felt big, but I. You know, I thought five and a half would just kind of be a pointless category to have out there. So we, we set it a little high, and I'm going to take the under as well. Uh, now, the, the the big guy that we think is going to play a lot, probably in the starting lineup, and foul trouble will always be a thing. And, uh, you know, I thought about trying to figure out um, 
you know, setting the line at how many games I thought Malik might get fouled out of or fall out of, but I, I, I didn't. I think he's going to be the internal post guy. He shot 38.3% last year from the field, but I think okay. he plays a little closer to the basket now. I set it at 44.5%. Okay, that's a good number. I think I'm going to go over, but okay. that's, a, that's a definitely a, a good number. I have been was really positive on Malik on the same show last year, and he disappointed me, and I hope <laughs> he's listening right now. Um, but I think he's going to have a really good year. Um, he's definitely taking a step forward. Um, he has shot the ball very well in practice. Um, if he stays were, closer to the basket without question, he's over 44%. Sure. And he's going to get, because of the, the style of play, um, he's going to get a lot more fast break baskets. Um, and I think his shot selection will be maybe a little better. Not that his shot selection was awful last year. Um, but I've watched plays in practice where, like, he'll catch the ball in the mid post and he'll just turn and with confidence shoot right over the top and, and make shots, something I didn't see out of him last year. I would be surprised if he doesn't average, like, eight or nine points a game this year and does not shoot up around 50%. And I, I think uh, I'd be surprised if he you – know, last year he made 10 threes. I'll be surprised if he doesn't make at least 25 threes this year. I think um, we set I, it at I, 20 and a half last year yeah. as the over-under. And He's, he, made, he was 10 of 32 last yeah, year. Yeah, 31%. And he was, uh, you know, he only took he only took 60 shots during the entire season last year. Yeah, but he didn't get the playing time. Yeah. And he'll yeah. get a lot more playing time this year. Ben Cricky, okay. a freshman. Great. Maybe, uh, you know, I, I don't know who's... I. After my Is Parker Hayes and the Next Alec Peters yeah. debacle from a couple of years ago... Um, I've kind of held off on ever touting freshmen, yeah. uh, so I'm maybe that's why I'm a little bullish on Donovan Clay with that rebounding number there. Right, Ben Cricky again. Ben Cricky's great, by the way. Yeah, that's what he's, I hear. He's 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 an outstanding basketball player. He didn't play in that first exhibition game, um, but I've seen enough of him that he is really, really talented, skilled. Uh, does not play like a freshman at all. Uh, he he can score in so many different ways. Uh, again, playing time will be the big question. A lot will depend on maybe how Malik plays. Um, but Ben Cricky's and, and injuries too. I yeah. mean, if there's an injury, you know, if Ryan Fazekas goes down again, Ben Cricky could play 25 minutes in those games when when Ryan Fazekas is out. Uh, he is he comes in as one of the more polished freshmen uh, at Valpo in a long time. 5.8 points per game. Okay. I'm going to go over. Okay. Um, the only thing that would derail him outside of an injury uh, would be playing time because he can score. Uh, you know, he has a lot of Dan Applin in him. Just understanding how to score both off the dribble, uh, one quick move inside. Uh, he can make shots. Uh, from the perimeter, he, he's got a beautiful lefty three-point stroke. Um, I'm expecting really good things from Ben Cricky going forward. Uh, you know, if this year, if he only averages six points a game, it's because of playing time. But in years to come, uh, he's going to be a big-time player for Valpo. I will uh, I'll go over. Uh, I, I think uh, I wouldn't go much over. I just think it's hard 
as a freshman. No doubt. That's a, that's a great the, point. Coming off the bench to night in and night out do it. Did we do an over-under in points for Javon Freeman last year? I thought it was like 10.9 and he finished at 11. Do you yes. have that? Yes, we did 11.5 points per game okay. last year as the over-under and he finished at 11.0. 11. And, right and I now. remember saying 11.5 is just too high for a freshman. I'll go slightly under and he finished at yep, 11. So right. I got one right. <laughs> I want that noted. I went with an under even though I thought he would have a big year, and he did have a big year. But. And so, you know, that brings us to the next guy, and okay. it's a very similar number, Nick Robinson, okay, who looks to be the number three option on the team, okay, behind Freeman and behind behind Freeman Liberty and behind Fizikas, okay. one and two, whatever right. order there. Feels like Nick Robinson's going to play a lot. Feels like definitely will play a lot. It feels like he's going to be in the starting lineup, like written in pen. He will start next Tuesday. Nick Robinson will start next Tuesday against Toledo. Is that who we play? Yes, Is that the yes, right day? Yes. Okay, good. So last year, Smiths, Fizikas, and Freeman Liberty all averaged double figures. Okay. And that was it. Marcus Golder was fourth on the team at 9.2. I'm going to bring in Nick Robinson at 10.5 points a game. Okay, good number. Good number again. I'm going to go under, but not because Nick Robinson will have a bad season. Uh, I think he'll be around 9 points Five rebounds, three assists, one steal. I think he'll just do a little bit of everything. He's a guy who, you know, if there's a, a really good wing score, you can put him on him and not worry about it. He can defend. He's smart. I think those are good numbers. Uh, I think, a, you know, will he be double digits? I'm going to go slightly under, but I think he'll have a great season. I'm going to go slightly over. I think okay. 10.8 is what okay. I would. I think he's going to okay. end up at. Um and so we've got two left, and then we got some fun category. I mean, the the normal categories. Okay. Here's here's one that we've just we've had some fun with over the years. John Kaiser. Okay. I think last year we did 1.2 offensive rebounds per game, That's and he good. was like significantly under. He just yeah. didn't have, you know, I I I don't remember what we did a couple of years ago, but um, Kaiser has been, uh, you know, he's he's the guy. This is what happens with Kaiser, I think, and I think we saw this in the exhibition when Malik was out. They slid Kaiser into the starting lineup, maybe partially because he's a senior, but partially because I think Loddick probably wanted to see what the rotation looked like with some of the other guys. And Kaiser is like a stopgap yeah. that you put in. And you can play him anywhere, at any time. And and you know there are and and the thing is is that if there are games that he doesn't play at all, I think he's going to be perfectly fine. And there are games he's. He is the ultimate we guy. He'll be in the rotation. I don't think there will be games where he doesn't play at all. Uh, he played, what, 29 last year. I think he'll play every single game this year, barring injury. Um, I, I think he'll be a rotational player. I don't think he'll be a huge rotational player, but I would not be surprised if he plays 12 to 15 minutes a game every single game. Uh, I think yeah. he'll come in, he'll have a regular rotation in the first half, and I think he'll have a regular rotation in the second half. So I'll give you that. Yeah, he pl- he played fourteen, you know, fifteen minutes a game last year. He was second lowest of scholarship players that were on the team behind Malik, who uh, only averaged eight minutes a game last year. Um, and here's something that Kaiser can do, but he he can they dare him to shoot three pointers. Now yeah. he was six of twenty three last year for twenty six percent, but I felt like as the year went on, he seemed to to get a little I, bit more. I, I, 
ambitious there. He'll make more than six three-pointers this year. I've I'm I've sure doubled it. 11 okay. and a half is the okay, over-under on three-point. I'll go over. This okay. was a number that you helped me out with because yeah. I just didn't know what category. That's, that's good. That's good. I'm going to go a little over. Um, so he needs to make one every other game. I think he'll do that this year, actually. Uh, obviously, he's a hard worker. He's worked on his shot. Um I think he'll get a few more opportunities because of the style of play. I think Val, you know, Val, Valpo scored, was it 67 a game last year? I yep, think, yep. I mean, I don't know what you have set for it. I don't want to influence you, but they'll score more than that. The style of play will change. Um, I have not established the, an over-under number for points per yeah, game. But I think that there will be more opportunities. Um, I think John will play every game. I could see him making a three every other game. I'll go over. Okay, I'm going to go okay. under, but okay. it's uh, probably at, at, ten, at 10 is okay. where I'm at. Uh, here comes the final scholarship player. Uh, this is tough because I actually went lower than the number he had last year because I think he's going to shoot more. Because I mean, this is assuming that Fizikas is healthy okay. for the entire season. Last year, he shot 43.2% from okay. the three-point line, and he was really on fire when he got hurt. I mean, right. he was, right, it was right. throwing it into the ocean. I and and you know he took 111 three pointers last year. He's going to take a he's lot more. He's going to take this a year. lot more than that. He missed 13 games last year, yes. by the way. And I think because he's going to take more, I think that could lead the number to go down a little bit. Sure, it's good. So thinking. I set it at 42 and a half percent from the three point number. line. Good number, another good number. Wow. Uh, and I'm thinking it'll be right around there. I mean, I could see it going. Uh, uh, we'll just go over because I'm all you know. I'm the ultimate <laughs> optimist here. Forty-two point five. I'll go over. Okay. I, I think I'm going to go over as well because again he did. But I, I, I just think it's this is hard because it's like in theory, the more and more that he shoots, I you know I know it's the law of averages, but I just think that, um, you know sure. that that could go down a little bit. I but I I'm probably right at forty three percent. My I mind. think one hundred and eleven though is a big sample size. So I don't think you have to that's, worry about yeah, the attempts. That's fair. Like that's you know fair. you'd say, well he's going to shoot two hundred this year, so. May go down. I look at more as 111 is a fair enough yeah, sample yeah, size, yeah. and I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I'll go slightly over. Okay. All right. Uh, here's a new category because uh, I wanted to get to 20, and uh, so I got a new category here because it was a point of contention among the Valpo fan base a lot last year that they felt that Matt Lodick wasn't passionate enough on the sideline. Technical fouls. 1.5 technical fouls over under for the year. Does he Matt have Lodick. a technical foul yet? I think he got one in Canada. So that's okay. the that's why that's why I've included this category because I think it's it might be a new leaf it might be a new era I've so and, and zero point five seemed too easy because then it's all it takes is one does Matt Lodick get I'm gonna tell you two it, technical fouls here's year? here's a little insight there were games over the last three years a few of them where I thought maybe taking a technical would be good and I would. Matt and I would almost always have at least a brief conversation at some point after each game. And the, I vividly remember, I don't remember where we were coming home from, and I said, did you think about maybe it was it was time to get a technical? And he, he said, I didn't want to give him the satisfaction. Uh, and I like I know, that. I and, like that. And, and that's, that's like the Stanford mindset here. All right, he wants me to get so pissed off. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That... I'm going to blow my top and look like an idiot. And then he can give me a technical and say, ha ha, here I am. I mean, that's, that's 
I'm not saying he didn't say any of that. That's what yeah, I yeah, was yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. when he said that. And I think I think Matt realizes that in most cases technicals don't solve anything. Um, I would say I'm going to go under. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets one, that, but two yeah. is a big jump. That, that's that's so, why I thought I thought if it was I'm, 0. I'm, 0.5. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with uh, under 1.5 technicals. Yeah. So I, I thought I thought setting it at 0. 0.5 was pretty easy. You're like you know something at some point a bad look uh you know slamming the clipboard out of frustration you could get one almost by accident two it's really kind of hard so i i yeah i i will go under i want it to be over <laughs> like okay. i you know maybe valpo's maybe valpo is playing much better this year and they don't need to like you know come up hey we're gritty let's make a sign and let's talk about how you know and like this okay. false kind of uh con- you know i i don't know that what getting a technical accomplishes i i kind of like that uh, maybe third level line of thinking from Lodic there uh he'd be a good poker player i think uh he likes to play actually <laughs> and not well but he likes to play no he's Actually, for somebody who doesn't play, I think he's got good poker skills. He plays occasionally, very uh, rarely. All right, let's get to some. Uh, let's get to the ones that that almost always get you in trouble. Okay. Overall wins. I've set it okay. at seventeen and a half. Good. good, good. And you know, Valpo last year was fifteen and eighteen. I think they were fifteen and seventeen the year before. Um, it it so seventeen and a half. This it, way over, Paul. <laughs> way over. 17 and a half. Is that a joke? <laughs> Do you know this team? No, seriously. They'll go it will go over 17. You and think half. so? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a good number though. Okay, 17 and a half. Uh I I'm going to go under cuz I think it's going to be 17. Okay. Uh and and that's really kind of just cuz I'm want to be contrarian and different than you are in this so situation. So so Stevie Nicks would say it's going to be on the edge of 17. It's on the edge. Yes. Okay, yes. Good. Uh I, you know what? Look, I've made the mistake of drinking the Kool Aid before, yeah. and there's a lot of Kool Aid on the table right now. Uh, I like I, the chemistry of this team. Yeah, and I think that's important. Yeah, and the but, depth, and I think I think that'll get us. Uh, the conference is loaded. Yeah. Um. There's no real weak links in this league this year. Um. Every game is going to be a dogfight. There's going to be so many close games. The chemistry. And the character of this team, they're going to win some close games this year, and that's going to be important. And you know, I, I'm here for all of that. I need to see it before I'm putting a stamp on it. You know, I, uh, I, I just, I, you know, I think cause maybe the last two years of it's like a, a callous wound, you okay. know, and you yeah. just it's uh, it's tough. Uh, Arch Madness wins one and a half. They lost to Missouri State two years ago in yeah. the in the opening round. They beat. Indiana State, State yeah. in the opening round last year, and then lost to Loyola in a game that Valpo played pretty well in at the beginning, um, at least if I remember correctly. Maybe the first two minutes. First two minutes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And then again, um, then then the, then the wheels. No, came you're up. right. You're right. You're right. I was. Uh, I maybe I'm just conflating that Indiana State game in my mind that it like okay. lasted because Golder was on fire in that game. Um, one and a half is the number that we've kind of routinely yeah. set here. Um, if if they get into the opening round. You know, chances are strong they they pull a win there. So if you don't get in the opening round, you're a favorite though in the second game. Yeah, you're in the, favorite in, in the your second first game. game. Yeah. So if you finish like fifth in the league, then you you have a real tough in 
game in round two. Yeah, then, I mean, you get tough games. You play number four, then you play number one. Well, but you would have an opening round game, and then you would play number four. So you could no, win if you two. Fin- if you finish fifth, so seven, yeah, ten, and yeah, eight, nine right, play right, each other. Right, seven and ten and eight, nine play each other. Right, if you finish fifth, you play the four, the four yeah. seed. You only play, yes, that would be tough. So it's tough to get two wins. It is really tough. It's really tough. I mean, you're the the only teams who get two wins without upsetting somebody are number one, one and number, number two. two. All right, then we got to go under. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm also going to go under. I mean, that's 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 very very difficult. And if you end up being, let's say, you end up being the seven seed. And you win, then you play the two seed. Yeah, and that's just they very rarely ever okay. win in okay. those situations. All right. Um, so in order to be favored to win two games, you would have to finish first or second in the league. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, then I, I, you know, it's really tough. I don't want to be a homer here. I'm going to go with uh, under one and a half. Okay. Okay. MVC finish six point five over says they're going to finish first through fifth. Uh, under. Excuse me. Uh, one through six. One through six. Okay. So they're going to make the. They won't be in the opening round, and then under means seven through ten. So they have been right, in the so opening f- round the first two years. So you're saying will they be in the opening round or not? Yes. That's simple as that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll yeah. say they will not be in the opening round, but I could see them being in the opening round. It's going to be hard. The the league is so strong. Um. It's going to be really tight in that. You know, Missouri State looks like the class of the league. Yeah. Um, and then, like, two through almost ten is a, is wide open. There's some big question marks with Illinois State and Southern Illinois because they have so many newcomers yeah. to the team. Southern Illinois with a new coach, a uh, guy that's been around the league forever. Yeah. Uh, and then Illinois State just has so many new players. Right. And, uh, and, and then, you know... So those two have some question marks. Valpo's got a lot of new players. Sure. They have some question marks. Loyola's ravaged by injuries right now. They I, still have Crutwig. I don't like Loyola this year, I'll be honest with yeah, you. I, I think I picked them fifth, and that was almost out of... Uh, choosing the name and the coach more yeah. than anything. And and they do have they do get the big guy inside who is, is a nightmare matchup for everybody in the league. Um, and they've recruited decently. Uh, I don't. I think there's a huge talent drop off, and those two guards that they lost are impossible to replace in the mid-major level. No, I, I those were high, high-level players playing mid-major basketball. At you know the, the the guards run college basketball. We know this. You look at the national champions over the years. Who's got the best backcourt in the country? Who's got the best point guard leaders in this country? And they take teams to the final four every single year. And and Loyola loses those two guys. They're impossible to replace, even though maybe it's helped you recruiting. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Apple finishes ahead of Loyola in the league. And they've got, you know, they've got two new, two more guys are injured for Loyola right now mm-hmm. that just kind of came out in the last week or so. Uh, and not to mention that the guy who was a great freshman last year, Cooper Cafes, yeah. is out for the year. That's a big uh, loss. Franklin, I don't know his last name. He's out for a couple weeks, and then I think one of their freshmen just got hurt and is going to miss four to six weeks as well. Which obviously for a young player, I think it's one of their freshmen. I think they, they had a really good freshman point guard. It was it from Lalamere? They, they had a kid from Brother Rice. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. was who was really really highly touted um but again you're, you're looking at at freshmen they had two freshmen who are trying to replace you know an all, and uh, uh, right yeah. and that's going to be very very difficult uh okay so then the question we ask routinely is 
if Valpo can get into a postseason tournament, over under victories zero point five. Um, okay, if you, you get know, obviously if so, if the cancels if you don't make it into a tournament or not. No, it doesn't okay. cancel. Uh, if you don't think they're going to get into a postseason tournament, yeah. then obviously you take under. Uh, but you know, again, obviously this is a tough one because if you get to the NCAA or the you know the NCAA tournament, getting a victory is very hard. And the NIT you as well. You get same thing with the NIT. Yeah. You get into the CBI or the CIT, which I look at this team being a relatively young yeah, team that's interesting. that maybe Valpo would make wow. that kind of uh, yeah, investment. CIT and, and get a victory? All right, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, I mean, honestly, the goal is to make the NCAA or the NIT, and that's still going to be very, very difficult for a team which may be a year away from taking that extra step forward um, and being in contention for that. I think they'll have an outstanding year. Um, I think it'll be a very successful season. Um, yeah, they could end up in like the CIT or the CBI. And, and sure, if that happens, this is the type of team, that the character of the team that would want to play, keep playing, and let's give them a victory. The next two questions are, are similar. Okay. Conference winning streak or conference losing streak over under two and a half in either direction. Now Valpo last year won their first four games in the conference, right? So that that was so an over. That was an over. Okay. Uh, and then you know they lost a whole mess of games down the stretch. So, so that was an over both ways. Yeah. So they started with the win over Illinois State, then Missouri State, then Bradley, then Southern Illinois, and so they won four straight. And then at one point they lost one, two, three, four straight. Uh, and then they lost three straight, and then they lost three more straight. Okay. Um, it's so I, I think looking at the so schedule— So either way? Well, no, there's two different questions. Oh, First of all, do you think they're going to win okay, three in a okay, row? Okay. Uh, or over 2.5 uh, win streak in the conference. And then, you know, so that's, that's one question. Um, it, what's interesting is, unlike the Horizon League, there is never a time that you play— three straight home games and never a time that you play three straight road wow. games. Makes so it so it does make it it does make it really, really tough. Because so if you're gonna say that you're gonna win three in a row, you know, ostensibly you're gonna have you're gonna have to win a road right, game right. and then two and home it's games. So hard. Or, and and Valpo, by the way, i mean you you're looking at the schedule, it's almost like one on the road, one at home, one on the road, one yeah. at home. And the league is so balanced. It's I'm so I'm looking at the schedule right now and I don't think I see three wins in a row. Um, where do you see three losses in a row then? Is that where you're getting at? Because I, I don't see that either. I, yeah, I, I don't know because just the, the order of the schedule is so to start the, the conference season, Valpo plays at home against Loyola and obviously, we don't know what this team's going to look like on Va- December thirtieth. I think Valpo will be the favorite in that game. Yeah, but I, but yes. And then and then maybe your best chance for three in a row comes at the start because you're playing at Evansville, who figures to be in the lower half of the league, and at Southern Illinois, who figures to be in the lower half of the yeah. league. But to win two in a row on the road is is extremely extremely difficult. So I think if there like there's a I think time. I think it's, you're probably going to split those two. Maybe you know you lose at Evansville, you win at Southern Illinois. I don't know. And then you've got. Drake at home and then at Northern Iowa, which is one of the toughest places to play. Those look like splits. It's going yeah. to be difficult. And so, you know, then then you've got Indiana State at home. Like to think that you're a favorite in that one. You go to Missouri State. You're not going to be a favorite there. Home against Evansville at Bradley. Bradley's got you top Bradley's guard. Tough. Top That's top guard tough, in the league. Right? So now you look at uh, at home for Illinois State. 
which you don't even know what their roster is going to look like. They got so many newcomers. Home against Northern Iowa. AJ Green is such a great player, and uh, it's a tough team. At Loyola, which that's. I mean, here's maybe your best chance to win three in a row. Illinois, Illinois State. State at home, Northern Iowa at home, at Loyola. I don't and, know. And then but, Southern Illinois at home. So yeah, you'd like somewhere to, in there, but you'd have to, you'd have to get through. You and I at home, which will be an extremely difficult game. At Loyola on the road, obviously, extremely difficult game. So that would be difficult also. I've said this is the best stretch of the year for Valpo because they go to Bradley on January 29th. They'll come home after that game. And really, depending on how they choose to go to travel at Loyola, because we don't know the time of that game yet on Sunday. There's not a lot of travel in there. So maybe there's one night out of... 13 straight days that they have to sleep somewhere else and that's only 45 minutes away so that that is actually right midway through the season a great time to be at home to be able to practice i think that's the best stretch there and then you know you're at indiana or illinois at illinois state at drake those are you know hard to tell what illinois state is again i i'm gonna go under on both of these i don't think there's three wins in a row and i don't think there's three losses in a row either i could be wrong but i'm going under on both you know i think drake is going to take a step back slightly this year um but you know they'll be fired up to come here because half their roster is from northwest indiana yeah uh so that i i i think unders on both of those i'll go under on both wow that is it's hard to believe it's sometime you won't get on a little bit of roll and find three wins in a row. Um, I just think I, the I'll schedule go, I'll is... go under on both. I think we'll see a lot of win-loss, win-loss, win-loss somewhere in there. Um, but I'll go under on both. All right. Uh, one more than the tiebreaker, and then we got to wrap this up. Uh, attendance, 2,800 over-under. Um, it was 28-22 All right, well, year, then over for sure. We're going to have a better season this year, so why wouldn't it be over? Okay, okay. okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go slightly under because okay. I just think, you know— Games are broadcast online. You know this. People want to listen to you. They might not come to the game. You know, um, you can always, like, go to the game, and then when you go home, you can go to the ESPN app, and the games are archived, and you can watch it, actually. Okay. That's I know fair. people who do that. There, I've, yeah. I know people who used to listen to your broadcast in their headphones yes. uh, during the game. Yeah, there's some that still do. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say slightly under, just because okay. I think it's hard to... Now, now the one reason to look at Paul, and I don't want to influence you. We do have a lot of weekend home yeah, games. You know what? You're right. I'm going over. You did influence, really did influence me. You. Okay. You're going, yeah, because I think the schedule is much. more I mean, that Loyola, let's look at this. The Loyola game is a Monday night before New Year's Eve. You know, it's December 30th. Students are gone. That will be well attended for sure. We know up. that. That will be a big community game. Then a Saturday night game at home no, against Drake. No, Saturday afternoon Saturday game. afternoon game against Drake. A Saturday night game against Indiana State. Uh, a Sunday late afternoon game against Evansville. Um, oh. That's a oh, that's the week before the Super Bowl, so yeah, there's so no football. No, there's the day. Pro Bowl. Come on. Yeah, okay. Let's continue. <laughs> there's a Saturday night game against Illinois State. A Wednesday night game against Northern Iowa. Um, you know, you have a Bradley game, which is on a Saturday night. I think it definitely will be over. Okay. Okay. I actually, I forgot about that. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. Final thing. We need a tiebreaker here. We've just gone through 20 over unders. You, uh, I, I, I think maybe the, the numbers were a little bit better than I thought, but we'll see. The numbers are great. Thank you. Uh, come, we, we used to do, would Valpo have more assists or turnovers? Like for the, it was just, you know, an easy thing. Um, and then people said yes or no, and, and or how many more. So I've got a different one here. 
combined points scored this year okay. by Brock Pappas and Luke Morrill. Okay. So here's 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 some history. These are two for guys you. who are actually on the team. They're walk-ons. Yeah, just yes, so everybody they are. knows. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're walk-ons. Okay. Brock Pappas went to Washington Township High yeah. School. Uh, How many did he average at Washington? I don't Township? know the answer okay. to that. Okay. Hey, well, he was a good player. I mean, at that level. Yeah. Like, let's let's just be clear. At that level. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, and of thinks the world of these yeah. two guys, right? Yeah, right. I mean, seem you, like good guys. You're gonna if you're gonna have walk-ons, they got to do something for your team. Yeah. And I guess everyone on the team loves them. That's what they say. Yada yada yada. Okay. Nobody. I know. Excuse me. Langston Stalling scored four points right. last year. Right. Nobody. From on the seventeen eighteen team, there was no walk on on the team that year okay. because John Kaiser had gotten a scholarship. Okay, John Kaiser over the last ten years has the record for most points scored by a walk on. Now he earned a scholarship, but he scored forty five points in well, the sixteen seventeen. He became a rotational player. <laughs> yes, he did. So no, Bro- Brock Pappas and Luke Morrill are not doing that. But uh, Jason Karras scored nine, and Chandler Levinson Simon scored four uh, a couple of years ago. In the year that Valpo went on that run of the NIT, Chandler was the only walk-on on the team, okay. and he scored eight. In the last ten years, excuse me, the last the last we'll, we'll say in the uh, the Bryce Drew era of of since he became coach. Do you know what? Uh, actually, this is wrong because this was Homer's last year. Okay, the guy that that had the most points as a walk-on. Who, who was that? Nathan Stegelman had oh, eleven yeah, yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There was a year where well, he scored eleven in one game. Yeah, because right? they they played three games in a row, and they played I think Cincinnati Christian or something like yes. that, or whatever. Well, I don't know what. I thought it was Sister Christian. So, okay. <laughs> uh, Griffin Carpenter scored five in that game. Nick yeah. Shelton had four. Uh, going all the way back to the uh, two thousand eight two thousand nine season, Andrew Ferry scored twenty points, okay. and then transferred to but, Cornell. Yeah. Uh, so, needless to say. There's not a lot of points that come from the walk-ons. Kaiser was uh, none of those uh, kids are transferring to Cornell to play basketball. No, and none of neither them, of those, and not, neither Brock or Luke are getting a scholarship after this right, season right. either. Uh, combined points for Brock and Luke. I'm going to go with three, three combined yes. points. I'm going to go with six and a half. Okay, it would be my well. Oh, okay, I, I guess we'll go. I'm going to go with six. Six. Okay. Uh, so Brock and Luke, um, they're going to you know they'll especially I mean, Brock being a local what do we guy. Have? We have he's a game gonna, against Trinity. Is that yeah, there's only one non D one on the schedule. Yeah, it'd have to come against Trinity. I mean, I, I don't. And you're not those gonna, kids are not going to be on the court during a Missouri Valley game. There's not going to be a lot of blowouts no, either. So. They're not going to be on the court during a Missouri Valley game. Uh, Trinity's the game they're going to play. Um, I mean, okay, maybe yeah. You well, know, you look I'm at going six, but you look at the non conference schedule. There's nothing that speaks blowout in either way. Yeah. Um, even if. Yeah, there's nothing really. It's you got to play out of Arkansas. Um, yeah, I, you know it's uh, the only game that speaks blowout. Uh, maybe North Dakota at home. Maybe they can get in late in that game. Is Trinity? So you're saying how many points will they score against Trinity? I'm going with three. I'm going combined okay. six. Okay, Todd, thank you very much. We are uh, about a week away from the start of the college basketball season, and uh, I think. There's a lot of optimism, but we said this last year, and yeah. then the whole ship, the whole yeah. you know, it's like people on the Titanic said, "Oh, this is gonna be a great ride." This is a lot of a lot of yeah. optimism, and uh, uh, you know, no. hey, I'm over seventeen and a half. Is that seventeen? And a half? Yeah, seventeen. And yeah, a half. you're yeah. under. Yeah, I'm over. 
17 and a half. Let's remember this at the end of the year. Okay. Well, you know, we as always, at the end of the year, we'll come back together. I'd like and, some uh, sort of wager. Maybe it, <laughs> I'm going to go with a dollar. Okay. I, I've got Times I, are tough right I now. I see your dollar. Yeah. Very good. Okay. All right, Todd, thank you very much. And again, you can tune into Union Street Hoops on iTunes, SoundCloud, and NWI.com. Give us a follow. Let us know your thoughts on the over-unders. Hit me up on Twitter, at NWIORIN. We'll see you all at the ARC Tuesday, November 5th. We're looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Todd. Thank you.